0: Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the ZNK Podcast, welcome back, welcome back So, I am back, Oh boy, so, I know last week, I dropped my, uh, I, I did my quick reaction uh, to the Bills and those college football upsets uh, that we talked about I was, going, I was, I swear, I literally was in the middle of recording an episode, but I was so sick I had the worst cold this past week so I was not able to give you guys my regular uh my re- my regular usual episode. And it's so funny cuz I had I had parts of it recorded and um I just I my my voice was just cracky like it was bad. It was really bad. So I couldn't even give you guys that episode. It was going to be it was going to be okay too. It wasn't going to be that bad, but my voice is just cracky. Crack, you could tell like i was sick i had the worst cold i'm just now getting over it um i would say i'm fine though so that that so my apologies for my absence um for last week for no episode uh for no like real like long in-depth episode right so How's everybody doing? I hope everybody out there is doing fine. I'm doing well. You know how we start the episode every episode. Um, this is your humble and This is your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kitt of the Isaiah Kitt Podcast. Um, shouts out to everybody listening. Shouts out to everybody listening, greatly appreciate the support. And let's get into it. I wanna and i I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of my same talking points. That I used in my last episode because I do want to talk about a particular topic because I was wrong on this particular topic and I I always come on here and usually I'm a lot of the things that I say they end up coming to fruition they've been they haven't they have some validity to it or some truth to it um and I let you guys know about it I let you guys know about it when I'm right all the time this time. I'm going to let you guys know that I was wrong on something. I was completely wrong and off and I missed. Um, before I even get into that, though, this is probably the best time if you're like a casual sports. But this is probably the best time for just a sports lover, because like literally with baseball, playoff baseball, basketball is now and back. Obviously, the NFL, obviously college football. There's literally a sporting event going on every week of the day, every day of the week, excuse me, every day of the week, there is and there isn't an, like a sporting event that you can watch it, it by like, if you really want to, you can, you can tune into it. Um, I think this is amazing. So this is the best time I think to be like a sports lover. Um, cause you can just watch literally any sport any day of the week. So let's get into it. I was I was wrong. I made a prediction before the NFL season started, and I was way off. I was wrong. I was off. I admit it. I, I'd admit it. The season not even over. Um we're we're, we're six weeks in, but i admit it, or we're seven weeks in, excuse me. I was wrong about the Broncos. My Denver take, my Denver prediction, I was off. I was wrong. I was wrong, it, it and it hasn't looked good. It hasn't looked good. I uh, I was gonna talk about the Broncos' loss to the Chargers because it was so it was so bad. It was first it was another prime time game. Um, the Broncos conti- they constantly are on prime time games and they just look a mess. And this this actual start the first quarter to the Broncos and Chargers game. Russell Wilson started off 10 for 10, 116 yards with a touchdown. That touchdown given up by J.C. Jackson on a blown coverage. J.C. Jackson, speaking of Russell Wilson and J.C. Jackson, how about two offseason acquisitions, two of the biggest offseason acquisitions, especially within the AFC West, but throughout the entire league, and neither of these guys have really panned out. Like J.C. Jackson, he's getting burnt. He's blowing coverages. He's blowing assignments. And then we all know about Russell Wilson. I'm going to get into Russell Wilson. And I'm going to get into the Broncos and the Broncos offense and the thing, you Hacking and so forth. But the biggest takeaway with this Broncos offense, it is still struggling. And I think what's fascinating, like I said, Russell started off 10 for 10. But with that 10 for 10 and that touchdown, as I said, JC Jackson, he gave up a blown, he blew his coverage, and that's how the that's how the rookie tight end got open. Uh, that's why he was so open and he scored, right? With Russell Wilson, you guys know I'm a huge supporter of Russell Wilson. I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. You guys know I'm a huge supporter of Russell Wilson um i speak very very i've spoken in the past very highly of russell wilson and how good i think he is but the first few weeks when he was struggling the first couple weeks when he was struggling i was chalking it up to hey new system who you know loose system with a new coach and a new offense coordinator i must say a new coach who looks a bit over his head it reminds me Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett kind of gives me Freddie Kitchen vibes. But then I was I so I was trying to be gentle with Russ. Cause I was like, new coach, new system, new team. You're trying to get familiar with the pieces around you. I got it. First couple of weeks of struggle, struggling, okay. But then Russ Russell looks cooked. Russell Wilson looks cooked. He looks done. He looks done. The incons it is just not it's not the inconsistency, the inconsistency with the arm. Um, now he pulled his hammy, but this is like a huge fall from grace that I haven't witnessed before. And Russell Wilson's in his early thirties. He's in his early thirties. Uh, previous years, his previous years have been good. Like they've been really good. You look at his last four years, his last four years has been phenomenal. It's not like he's in his late thirties. It's not like he's in the, um like, maybe he's in the back end of his prime. But he should not be looking like this in the back end of his prime. Russell Wilson looks cooked. He looks cooked. He's not coming off of any major injury. He had the the finger uh, injury last year, but outside of that, there's no major severe injury that Russell Wilson is coming back off of. And I always tell you guys this: uh, Peyton Manning, one of my favorite players. Peyton Manning, his last year in his last year in the league. Obviously in Dem- in Denver, uh, and we know we all know how that finished out. He won the Super Bowl, but Peyton Manning was not Peyton Manning. That was that was that was that Peyton Manning was not Peyton Manning. But by, but but by that time, he had three. He had, he already had three really really good years in Denver. Um, he was coming off the neck injury, the the severe serious neck injury. So the mere fact that he was able to give Denver three really really great years and then his last year he wasn't he really wasn't it he was dealing with some injuries even that last year like okay you can you can understand the fall from grace with Peyton Manning you can understand why Peyton Manning wasn't Peyton Manning cuz age nutrition so forth like get it injury you get it but with Russell Wilson and that's usually how it happens with a lot of all-time greats like age nutrition injuries just pile up over time and then your body it, your body just takes a toll. Russell Wilson we there's just none of that and there's just none of that. We have none of that in Russell Wilson like this that hasn't happened for him. So this this decline, this sudden decline in dip in performance is just I don't think nobody I don't think people would have guessed this and just looking at their scoring drives. Look at the Broncos scoring drives in that Chargers game. Like I said, that touchdown of Russell Wilson through in the first quarter due to a blown coverage by JC Jackson, the field goal that they got was due to a PI by JC Jackson. The field the other field goal they got was because it was due to JC Jackson squalling on the route uh when you know you can't give up the deep ball at the end of the half. Denver gets a field goal out of that and then the Chargers fumble and never got a field goal out of that. So like it was touchdown, field goal, field goal, field goal. Broncos could not register anything else in overtime. They had a kicker with a big leg, still couldn't, still couldn't do anything in overtime. And it's not just. And here's the thing. Here's the two parallels with the Chargers and the Broncos, because these are. Essentially, these were two free agent signings. Like, okay, the Broncos—they—they they, obviously they traded for Russell Wilson, but then they gave him money. So, like, it's kind of like a, they gave him a a big, new, fat deal. So, like, it's kind of like a a free agent signing. I always say this: free agent signings in the NFL, it's like a thirty three percent hit rate. So, when we look at certain signings, we like, oh, we like, we always glamorize. We always. We always kind of point out most of the time the good and the positive and the pros of a free agent signing, especially if it's a pretty good signing like the J.C. Jackson to the Chargers. A lot of people was a fan of that signing um, because, you know, you looked at the Chargers. They needed some secondary help last year. J.C. Jackson over the past since he's been in the league. He's been one of the premier uh, pickoff artists in the league. So it's like, okay, pretty good acquisition for the Chargers, you would think. And then with the Broncos, you're like, oh, they got a quarterback now. But both of these, both of these off acquisitions for both of these AFC West teams have not worked out. But you know, you want to know what the Chargers saving grace is that the Broncos don't have with Russell Wilson? With JC Jackson, what Brandy Staley did was all he did with JC Jackson is he set him. He set him in the second half. He as much money as JC Jackson is making granted you will i mean he's making so much money you don't want to you won't you don't want to ever have to just sit him for entire half but if you need to if push comes to shove you can with russell wilson and that contract with him being your quarterback you can't just sit him you can't just bench him for the second half you got to stick out that deal and the Broncos, if this is Russell Wilson, if this is the Russell Wilson that the Broncos are gonna get, the Broncos are screwed. Cause this is because the, the, they're under contract. There's no getting out of this contract. They're, they're stuck with him this year and three more years after this year. So a four-year con a four me four-year deal. They're in the books for four years. There's no getting out of this deal. And that is the Chargers' problems seem more solvable. Like they're going to get Keenan Allen back. They're going to get their best pass rusher back, and in Joe, and, 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 and Joey Bosa. May hey hopefully JC Jackson can turn around his play. With the Broncos, it's like, oh no, your left tackle has gone for the year. Javante Williams, he's gone for the year. You know, like offensive line is just so it's so inconsistent. And then this Russell Wilson, it's not just one thing of Russell Wilson. Like, it's not like he's not, he's just not mobile enough, or like he's just not making, like, he can't do anything right. Like, he can't do he can't make the simple throws. The simple throws he can't make. His best quality, one of his best qualities, I would say, was his deep ball. His deep ball don't look the same. His elusiveness and his ability to be mobile doesn't look the same. He's missing the layup throws. So, granted, could this all be balled up into, hey, new scheme, new verbiage, new system, not a ton of confidence in the offensive line, not a ton of confidence in Nathaniel Hackett, rightfully so, I think, because I'm going to get to Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Could it all be chalked up to that? Could it all be balled up to that? And could the firing... In the search for a new coach, hey, if you're telling me that Nathaniel Hackett is that bad to the point where he has Russell Wilson looking like this, uh, okay. Then we need to move off on the Nathaniel Hackett. And I'm like I said, I'm gonna get to that. But Russell Wilson just does not look the same. He looks cooked. And there were instances in Seattle throughout his tender in Seattle where a couple games a year he would have some stinkers. He would have some stinkers throughout the first three quarters, and then at some point in the fourth quarter, he would be able to turn it around. He would be able to make some type of big play, and he would eventually get the Seahawks over the top in the fourth quarter. That just hasn't happened in Denver. And the, the, the players, like, there's no sweat equity. Did, like, the players don't really look like they're buying in. Like, they just – they don't see Russ as Russ in Seattle. They see Russ as the guy – that just came in and got 250 million and hasn't done anything. They see Russ as the guy that's just doing subway commercials and so forth. And I like, I, like I said, I like Russell Wilson. I like him to death. But it just isn't this, like a lot of the stuff that he's doing, like he's having, he's been having a rough PR. Russell Wilson's press throughout the past six months has been rough. It's been rough for him. And I want to shift to Nathaniel Hackett. Because I look at Nathaniel Hackett, like I said, he he reminds me a little bit of Freddie Kitchens, where Freddie Kitchens got the Browns' job. The Browns had so, so much talent, especially on offense. So much talent. And we were expecting Freddie Kitchens to take over the job and the and the Browns to be pretty decent, right? Didn't happen like that. He got, he got fired after uh one year. Nathaniel Hackett looks like a one and done. And I think the Broncos had about in that and their um they did not win on Sunday. But in their in their Chargers loss, I know they gave up about 150 yards and penalty yards. But I'm not even sure. I don't think they won. On Sunday. So when I look at this Broncos team, they lost to the Jets on Sunday. Uh, No Russell Wilson. (sighs) Nathaniel Hackett looks like a one and done. And it just makes you, like these type of hirings. And when I see coaches of Nathaniel Hackett's ilk. First, in this league, so far this year, and with this league goes to show me it is really really hard to it's sometimes hard to spot the really really good coaches it is hard to spot the really good coaches at times because we underrate coaches like Mike Tomlin and Pete Curl but Pete Curl has his Seahawks and his Seattle Seahawks who if you would have told me the Seahawks entering into week 8 would have the division lead in the NFC West i would have told you what the hell are you smoking i would have asked you what the hell are you smoking if you would if you would have told me the Seahawks would be 4 and 3 with a division lead going into week 8 in the NFC West i would have said what up what are you smoking <laughs> we need we need you drug tested but it goes to show you guys that we think are, like, mm, coaches, underrated, co- or we guys that we underrate typically. P. Curl, pretty good coaches. Pretty, P. Curl, pretty good coach. He's showing why he is a good coach and why he's been doing it for a long time. Why he has remained a football coach with a job. Like, he's, he's showing it. He's showing it. And it's really easy to spot the bad coaches. It's difficult to spot the good coaches at times, at times, but it's really easy to spot the bad coaches. And Nathaniel Hackett, he is clearly a bad coach. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have a job anywhere near football. No, no, no. But I think he's clearly over his head as a head coach. Um. And it just makes me bag. Like, what the hell was Denver looking at in terms of when they hired this guy? During his years in Buffalo, as the offensive coordinator, his offenses was ranked nineteenth and twenty-six. They were ranked nineteenth and twenty-six, and then obviously he was the he was the quarterback coach in Green Bay. Didn't really didn't call plays. That was all Matt Lafleur. So like. He got the job because Matt LaFeur gave him a re- like a referral and said, Hey, like, yeah, he can really do the thing. Like he can really design some. Like, how in the hell did Nathaniel Hacker get this job? I think he's clearly over his head. It reminds me a lot of Freddie Kitchens, where I'm not saying Freddie Kitchens shouldn't be nowhere near football, but as a head coach, that's a bit much. More of a purse, he's more of a positions coach, more of a coordinator. And with with Nathaniel Hackett, I'm seeing he's he's more like a guy who should be a positions coach, a coordinator, not a head coach. Clearly, clearly over his head. So when I look at this Broncos and just overall throughout the league, I'm seeing some really, really poor coaching jobs, and I'm seeing some really, really good coaching jobs from some of the older coaches, I would say, like Pete Carroll, um, New England and Bill Belichick. I, I, granted, I question Belichick and a lot of what he does. He has the Patriots sitting at three and three. I question personnel wise. Like you, you, you guys see that? Like I, I question Pete Curl and Bill Belichick in terms of personnel and drafting because their franchises both have given them the leisure to draft and. You know, given given them the the man to to make a lot of personnel decisions, and sometimes I frown upon those personnel decisions. With I think I I give pretty good reasoning as to why, and I back it up. But it goes to show you, they draft guys that fit what they want to do. Now they may only fit what they particularly want. They may not have no value elsewhere around the league, but they fit what those guys want. And like I said, Pete Curl, he has the Seahawks, 4-3. and three. Division lead in NFC West. I don't think that's sustainable. I, obviously, I don't think it's sustainable. I think at some point the 49ers will get better. I think at some point the Rams will get better. But at this point, half a little bit halfway through the season, eight weeks in, Pete curl and the Seahawks are sitting on top of the NFC West. And then Bailey Zappi and Bill Belichick, they're sitting at 3-3 three three right now. And they play the Bears Monday Night Football. I think they're going to probably win that game. So, I criticize some of these older coaches, but they're showing up a lot of these younger coaches, these younger guys, and they have inferior talent. So, goes to show you goes to show you how how crazy and how unpredictable this league can be. And speaking of that, I'm gonna get to the unpredictability of this league. Because on Sunday, this is um uh, this is Sunday, it's Sunday night. I'm giving you I want to give you guys uh an episode at least early in the week and then later in the week I will give you guys like my regular episode and so forth. But I wanna give you guys somewhat of a recap um on Sunday of Sunday and what happened. And I'm speaking, so a couple minutes ago, I was rambling and talking about the Broncos and Russell Wilson struggles. And then I I shift gears to Nathaniel Hackett and the coaching that I'm seeing around the league. And as I talked about it, some of these older coaches are showing up. A lot of these younger coaches or a lot of these other coaches who have, who who have more superior talent? Like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, like these guys have more talent. But somehow Pete Curl's doing more with less at this moment. The Rams are trying to figure out their stuff and so forth. The 49ers are trying to get healthy. I get it. But I want I just have to because I, I feel like I criticize and I critique Belichick and Pete Curl. So when they are doing good and when, and when, you know, the fortune is going their way, I should acknowledge it. And right now they are, the fortune is definitely going their way. So, and they're doing a, they're doing a hell of a job. They've been doing a hell of a coaching job speaking. So what, what, what game do I want to start with? Let's start with Packers and Commanders. So the Commanders beat the Packers um, 23-21. And um, Taylor Heineke started. I want to talk more about the Packers because the Packers, I thought they would be in a very, very tight division race with the Vikings. The Vikings, they're on a bye week this week, but they're, they're, they're scheduled their next four games are very very favorable and if the vikings can pile up some wins over the next few weeks where the packers have to play the bills on sunday night next week they could really the vikings could really correct they could really create some distance between themselves and when i see from the packers i just see they don't have anybody that can make a play outside of their running backs They don't have anybody that can make a play offensively. Like Alan Lazard, huh? He's okay. Sammy Watkins, not what he used to be. I mean, Randall Cobb, I don't even think he's healthy. I I look at this Packers personnel in terms of their pass catching group, and it's just not nothing. And they played up – they went up against a defense, a secondary that's been struggling all year in in Washington – and the fact that they couldn't for the most of the second half they couldn't really do anything register any type of offense consistently throughout that game i mean that that's that's literally what it has come down to their loss versus the jets um and like they're they're in a two game skid when i look at this packer team i see a team that has to win a particular way they have a ceiling defensively they're not bad but defensively uh Jair Alexander kind of got shown up a little bit today by Terry McLaurin. I just I look at the I look at what I, I just look at what what the hell are the Packers doing offensively? At some point they got to make a move um to get a little bit more explosive offensively for Aaron Rodgers because right now they don't look like a playoff team. They don't look like a playoff team at all. Same going on in Tampa Bay. Um, another head-scratching loss uh, where the, the Buccaneers, they failed to the Panthers 21-3. to Mike Evans dropped a uh, would-have-been-touchdown catch pass from Tom Brady uh, in the opening drive, and I think that really dictated the way how things really went in Carolina. Like, that whole drop really, really dictated that. And that's crazy to think that one drop pass on an opening drive, like, dictated how the flow of that game went. So, with the Panthers were, like, the Panthers are trying to stink. They're rebuilding. They just gave up their best player in Christian McGa- They're rebuilding. And they still found the way to just absolutely demolish the Buccaneers, What's going on in Tampa? Offensive line play just isn't good enough. Um, Tom's play, Tom Brady's play, just not good enough. It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough at all. And I say this. I'm. I'm. I wasn't so. This past weekend, I was. Um, I was in a Twitter space. I. I. I occasionally, I draw. I. I hop in in some Twitter spaces and, and from time to time, and we talk sports, talk football, whatever. And I hear I like the conversation within the Twitter space was about quarterback play and they were comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to other quarterbacks and so forth. And honestly, I I I said this last week after the Bills and Chiefs game. I'm I'm definitely like I'm more definitive about it after another week of football. When I watched when I watch the quarterback play consistently over um, throughout the league, I look at Josh Allen and I look at Patrick Mahomes and I see those two guys play and I'm like, they have totally separated themselves for the rest of the league. Because I look at the, like, as great as Justin Herbert is, he should, Justin Herbert should not be getting stumped. He should not be getting stumped by the Seattle Seahawks at home. Like, that's, that's just like, we got at some point, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a smart kid. He can really, really play in this league. But he should not be getting stomped out by the Seahawks at home. It just it, like It just should not be that way. That should not be happening. So when I look at the quarterback play, um, Daniel Jones. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get to the Giants too, but I look at the quarterback play throughout the league. It can become very very average. Um, Joe Burrow he had a pretty big day today too. Joe Burrow had a pretty good. He had a pretty big day. Um, threw for threw for over 400 yards and had four touchdowns, but that. My comments still remain the same that I made last week when I was watching and or when I was talking about the Bills and Chiefs and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Those two guys, there's no other – those are the top two guys. After that, it's a week-by-week basis. Trying to rank these quarterbacks, it's really difficult for me, it's Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, and then after and then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I don't know. It's really a week by week basis. Sometimes it can be Joe Burrow if his offensive line is protecting him. Sometimes it can be Lamar Jackson. Sometimes it can be Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes it can be Tom Brady. I it it really is a week by week basis. In terms of evaluating and judging these quarterbacks so i i look at i look I'm looking at some of the play around the league and i'm just i'm 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 sometimes just like wow just appalled by some of the average quarterback play that I see sometimes and and not just coming from like the the young guys but like Average quarterback play like Aaron Rodgers today. He missed some big time throws. I know his receivers aren't the best. Uh, and they drop some cruise shoe balls as well, but having a hard time not converting a third down in three quarters, like that that's just crazy. <laughs> like the Packers couldn't convert a third down. <laughs> Tampa Bay can't score a touchdown. My top ten teams list is gonna be it's gonna look really really interesting this week because a couple teams lost that I did not think they would lose um <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry um i i just I don't know what to i just don't know what to say sometimes when I watch quarterbacks play the quarterback playing this year I don't wanna say it's been average. But at times, if you are watching certain games around the league, it can become very average. And it looks very average. But once again, Mahomes had a pretty good game. He had a big day versus the 49ers. So when I, so... People may not like it. But when I say John Allen and Patrick Mahomes have separated themselves into another class, tell me where I'm wrong. Lamar Jackson, he plays good in the first half. They beat Cleveland narrowly, but he plays good in the first half. Then the second half, he has somewhat of like a blunder. He has some meltdowns. Joe Burrow, he's starting to get it He's starting to click and start to get it together But Justin Herbert, he has Questionable home losses Jalen Hurts, like, guys like Jalen Hurts Has been playing really well, he's been really Consistent and playing really well Throughout the year Daniel Jones, he's been playing Pretty well, and let me get to the Giants Because the Giants They are now 6-1 and one, And they don't do coming into this Sunday, coming into this week. They didn't have a receiver over two hundred receiving yards, so they win a lot of close games. And they win a certain way. They win with their defense, and they win with getting the ball to Saquon Barkley. That's literally have that's literally been their game plan. And with Brian Dayball, he's done a great job. Now, Daniel Jones, he's not blowing you away with crazy numbers or stats but the key thing for me with daniel jones this year has been his turnovers. He has not been his turnovers have been held to a minimal. So he's not just giving away the game. He's he, at least he's keeping the like in a lot of these games the, the giants are coming from behind and they're winning these games. He's keeping them in the game somewhat and then at the end they're being able to pull it out. <clears throat> this is a great This is a straight This is a straight coaching Straight coaching Just clinic going on With the Giants It's a coaching clinic with the Giants That's what we're watching Brian Dayball They should just give Brian Dayball the coach of the year right now Cause he's already won it He's doing a hell of a job with this Giants football team they're tough like i said they're tough they're physical they now they have a ceiling and they have to win a certain way they're not going to just steamroll you and just score a bunch of points and no 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 they have to they have to play and win a certain way and they've been winning a lot of they've been fortunate to win a lot of close games but i think there is a skill to winning close games like i think being well coached being disciplined not turning over the football not be, not not getting penalties. That those are key tools and, and 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 things that you can use or do or not do in order to win close games, and that's what the Giants have been doing through this throughout this year. That's why they find themselves at six and one. So, I, I you know I think I'm gonna wrap because I'm about to wrap this up. I didn't want this to be long, but I think looking at it first, coaching. This goes to show you in the NFL and football coaching matters coaching matters brian dayball we we we're, we're watching a clo- a coaching clinic right now with the Giants in New York and with the jets the jets really hit on their draft their draft picks are hitting the Giants Brian dayball it's a whole lot of Brian dayball the mere fact that he has been able to minimize Daniel Jones and his turnovers. The fact that he's able to game plan and scheme around getting Saquon Barkley to football and Saquon Barkley looks like Saquon Barkley, the one that the Giants drafted, the one that they have been hoping and praying for. Yeah, that one. Defensively, they're coming together. I, I've been talking about, like I said, I raved about Pete Curl and the, the job that Pete Curl and Bill Belichick has done. Rightfully so. And then I, I'm talking about some coaches that have been doing a a bad job. And the Daniel Hackett is at the top of that list. He's at the top of that list where you look at it, look at the talent. And the Broncos, and the funny thing is, first six games of the season, the Broncos gave up, their defense gave up six touchdowns. So their, so their defense, week in, week out, is giving them a chance to win the football game. Week in week out, their defense is giving them a—they're giving them a shot to win the football game. Their offense fails to deliver. So coaching matters. Coaching just really, really matters. Um, quarterback play—the quarterback play throughout the league. A lot of the time, it looks average at times. And when we're comparing, we got to be careful when we're when we're comparing. Certain quarterbacks because I know a lot of people I know a lot of people talk down On Jimmy G and we say This one's better than Jimmy G and this one is Better than Jimmy G and this one's better than Jimmy G How much better Like how much better is Matthew Stafford than Jimmy G Like granted Matthew Stafford Is better than Jimmy Garoppolo But how much How much better like The 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 gap between Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the Grand Canyon. That's not the gap. Dak Prescott, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's not, like, super ahead. Like, he's not, like, this. the the margin is not as wide as people make it out to be. So that's why I say Mahomes and Josh Allen, in terms of the quarterback position, physically, the physical traits, obviously, but then also just, At the quarterback position and playing the quarterback position They have separated themselves So, I don't know Coaching matters, quarterback plays look average Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they have clearly separated themselves For the rest of the league I'll be back later this week to give you guys um, My top 10 list and so forth Maybe I can give you guys some NBA content and so forth Um, I'm looking to have a couple guests towards either the end of october um or the beginning of november certainly i'm looking to have a couple of uh some a couple of guests to come on the pod uh we're gonna talk football basketball whatever so forth so be on the lookout for that but um just a quick recap of sunday and what happened um without further ado i'll let you guys go peace deuces hope you guys enjoy always remember two choices one decision i'm gone